I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. Folks, when you do what you love, whether it's running, racing, enjoying the great outdoors, you want to do it for life. Inside Tracker can help. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. And using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside you. And then offer you some science based recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. Inside Tracker then tracks your progress every single day every step of the way towards you reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. And for a limited time, you can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. All you need to do is head to InsideTracker.com Purple Patch Podcast. That's InsideTracker.com slash Purple Patch Podcast. Goodness me, what a tongue twister. Anyway, here we go. Back to the show. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. And today we revisit the popular subject of performance nutrition. And joining us today is Scott Tyndall, world-class performance nutrition expert and the lead nutritionist at the brand new nutrition program, Fuel In. There's going to be more about that in today's show. But what today represents is a little bit of a kickstart. It's a kickstart of a mini series of nutrition discussions that I and Scott are going to have over the coming month or so. It's always such a hot topic, and our aim is to bring some sense to the world of nutrition within sport and life performance. And we're going to do that via a suite of case studies of very real Purple Patch athletes. In fact, Purple Patch athletes that I coach individually, but who also work with Scott. And today we kick off our discussion with an athlete, Anne Nia. It's an athlete that I coach, and she's kind of one of my favorites, but just don't tell Anne herself, whatever you do. Now, if I was going to frame a profile of Anne, or in terms of a stereotype, I'd say very busy executive female athlete transitioning through perimenopause, looking for performance gains in sport, but equally looking to thrive in life and, of course, her endeavors in work. And finally, she is in it for the long haul. She's looking to optimize life over the long term. This isn't some short-term fix. We don't really do short-term fixes at Purple Patch. Over the coming weeks, I'm going to dive into other athletes. I'm going to dive into a performance executive who really had to evolve their whole approach so that they could keep accelerating in performance while life got very, very busy and they got a little bit older. And then finally, we're going to take on a case study of the elite amateur athlete who was seeking a step up in performance to qualify for the world championships. So different strokes for different folks, you might say. And within these sessions, we're also going to extend it out and maybe have a touch on other athletes that we've worked with. But my hope is that over a series of little bi-monthly sessions, we can start to frame a smarter approach to your nutrition. And the fall or the autumn, as I prefer to say, is a great time to begin to focus on your eating habits and start to build a platform of resilience and therefore health. 
You're also going to learn throughout the course of these discussions that no, carbohydrates are not the devil and fat is not your magic pill. And fasting ain't going to help you perform better in sport or life. And so it's a fun one. I love talking to Scott and it's going to be a biggie. But before we dive in, let's do my favorite, favorite subject. Ooh, the bleeding neck of you. Yes, it's ooh, the bleeding neck of you. And it is a quick one. And today, Jimmy boy, it is you, James Harrington, Purple Patch Squad Athlete. Yeah, that squad program. The squad program that someone told me a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's good. It's good for people that just want to participate, but you can't really achieve high, high performance. It's not for the really competitive people. Hmm. James Harrington, squaddy, said to me a couple of years ago at the Hawaii Ironman, in a couple of years, I want to train my behind off and I want to run close to three hours or in fact under three hours in that marathon right off the bike. Now, he hadn't done that in Hawaii, I remember, but that was the quest. This last weekend, James Harrington, nine hours and 22 minutes at Ironman, Wisconsin. Nine hours and 22 minutes on one of the toughest courses on the circuits. His marathon time, three hours and one minute. Oh, you missed it, Jimmy boy. But 3.01 on that run course. For me, on almost any other course, that's sub three hours, brother. Where does that bring you overall in the race? It makes you the overall amateur champion. James, well done. A great stepping stone in your journey. Big accolades. Ooh, the bleeding yak you. James Harrington, overall winner at Ironman Wisconsin. I want to add as well, huge weekend of racing for so many people and massive congratulations to the Purple Patch athletes. So many did well, so many qualifiers to world championships. Dennis Woodside, age group winner. Katie Parr, age group winner. Goodness me, there were many more. But this week, James Harrington, I tip my hat. Now, let's get on with the Squaddy update. Alrighty, folks, a squatty update. And yes, remember this date, September the 29th, a free session open to everyone, you, your friends, Purple Patch Athlete or otherwise. I would like to invite you for a little chat with me live. Yeah, kind of like a fireside chat. You bring the wine. If you would like to ask your questions of me, any season planning questions, how you nail your off season, if you want to investigate what's right for you, you have the opportunity to ask all. This is your chance. Also, if you can't attend the session live, you can post your questions in advance, not by snail mail, over the interweb, please. But I will aim to answer them in the session and then we will send the recorded version to all of the registrants. You have been hit by all sides in the last weeks about the importance of taking a break, a smart break, but also not just taking a break, but actually building up a phase of preparation, doing it right, making sure that training is low stress, not a monkey on the back, but still accelerating and moving forward. And this is your chance to spend some quality time with me live and allow me to help you. It's great. And I'm excited because I get to put some faces to names and that's a really good thing. It's September the 29th. It's absolutely open to everyone. 5 p.m. Pacific. 
And if you can't attend, register anyway because you can enjoy the recording. All of the information at purplepatchfitness.com at the event section. And as ever, of course, in the show notes, we will add the link. And also, this fall, we start to get cracking. We are planning some really fun consistency challenge for Purple Patch athletes this autumn. All low-stress, habit-building community challenges that are really fun and integrated into mapping lower-stress, purpose-built sessions into your training. It's all stuff that fits life, where your mind is at the moment, which shouldn't be obsession, but also what's right for your body. Now, for this, you need to be a Purple Patch athlete, and it's a personal invitation from me to you. So head to purplepatchfitness.com, and you can review our programming options, one-to-one coaching, or, of course, our completely revamped squad program. We can take it from there. If you'd rather have a conversation, info at purplepatchfitness.com. All right, Barry. So we are going to bypass Word of the Week this week because we want to get right on with it. And it is a special one. It is, of course, Scott Tyndall. I'm going to bypass the bio because he's been on the show a couple of times and people have heard it. And I do want to ask Scott about his new project with Purple Patch Squaddy, of course, the leader and founder, Jonathan Lee where they have built a platform called Fuel In. More information of that coming, but it's incredibly exciting. For one time, I call it the democratization of performance nutrition, where it actually integrates with your training program on a day-to-day basis to give you personalized fueling and nutrition advice. Pretty, pretty cool. But anyway, today's subject is all about case studies, and we are dealing with Ania, mature athlete, Busy, thriving executive, chasing performance in life. A really good one. I hope you enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the mean of potatoes. But before we get going, a word on Inside Tracker. Here you go. I talk about this in the meat and potatoes today, and it is a cracking option for you to integrate into your performance journey. If you want to give it a go, head to insidetracker.com slash purplepatchpodcast, and you're off to the races. You get 25% off the entire store. And so not to be too much of an East London market trader, but I recommend you give it a shot. It's better than anything. And when you want to hear more, just listen to the meat and potatoes today. Let's get on with it. Yes, yes, inside tracker, there is. I have done my duty. Now I get to say it. Scott Tyndall, me and you, here comes the meat and potatoes. All right, guys, it is the meat and potatoes. And we've got a good one today. This is number one, number one of a few case studies that we are going to go through with our performance nutritionist, Scott Tyndall. Scotty, welcome back. Thanks, Maddie. Really pleased to be here. Here is our quest. So each week, what we've decided is we're going to do some educational case studies, a deep dive into a real Purple Patch athlete. And each of these athletes that we're going to talk about, I coach myself. But you have joined the team over the course of this season to inject your expertise into the fold to ultimately for each of them lift their performance. And so what we've done is knocked our heads together very well and chosen three different profiles of each of the athletes so that different listeners can resonate, which each one of them draw their own lessons from it. 
And uh, the one thing that unifies is that each of them has navigated particular challenges or life situations. And really what I want to get out is some of the interventions that you have provided each of them in nutrition and beyond, I should point out, so that we can experience a performance change. And hopefully by the listeners that are at home listening to this show, they can apply some of these lessons to their own journey. Now, before we get going, I, I can't less, let this opportunity pass. I do want to ask you something as I think it's incredibly exciting because I do know over the last year or in fact more than a year, you've been inc incredibly busy in development of working with a new program, Fuel In. And the way that I have probably been butchering it to some of my friends is they're sort of doing the true democratization of personalized cutting edge and elite nutrition. Sounds very sexy, I think. But I guess to kick us off, can you just give us a little insight into the project and what it's going to look like for the clients, perhaps? Yeah, thanks, Matty. Um, so originally I had a, a company called Tin Lane and you put me in touch with obviously Sarah Pian Piano and that's where the journey started. And then uh, ultimately you put me in touch with another Purple Patch athlete, uh, Jonathan Lee, who now is actually the CEO of the company that we've set up. And it's it's called Fuelin or Fuelin, whichever way you want to think about it. It's uh, get your fuel in or have you been Fuelin? A uh, little bit of Aussie slang for everyone. So the, the program is really been honed in and, and built around what we in initially set out, you know, what we created with Sarah and sort of perfected. And, you know, the whole program is built around three, three sort of main principles, and that's being simplicity, individualization, and results. And when we talk about simplicity, we use a very simple traffic light system that relates to carbohydrate uh, amounts for per meal. It mirrors the today's plan uh, training plan that you create for the Purple Patch Athlete. And it's a step-by-step -step flow. In terms of individualization, it's training program specific. As I said, it mirrors exactly the meals that are required to, uh, to follow the today's plan. It's body size and gender specific, and it's also goal specific, whether that athlete is looking to improve body composition or improve uh, race performance or all of the above. And then lastly, it's focused on results. Those results are based around health, performance, and also accountability. And that, that's really the principles that we, that we aim to achieve with every single athlete. And so, something you said there, which I think is the most exciting thing in many ways, is it, it actually talks to or synchronizes with the athlete's very specific training plan. So I, I guess from an athlete standpoint, if I, if I sign up, I'm going to get fueling advice, hydration advice, recipes, what, what, what's the sort of the output for the, the athlete? Yeah. I mean, that, that's what is the really, really cool thing about this is it's not a PDF that gets given to you and it's not a meal plan that says, right, you've got to eat this on Monday for breakfast, two eggs and a piece of chicken and dinner you're eating on Monday night a steak. It, it's completely uh, individualized and programmed so that you have the flexibility to understand what to eat and when to eat uh, based around your actual training program. And that, that's going to move from day to day, week to week, month to month, based on the program that ultimately you and the Purple Patch coaches are delivering to those athletes. And I think that's that's super cool. And not just from a, you know, yes, it's a performance nutrition plan. So I think on top of that, we take into account hydration. So we do lots and lots of sweat testing. And we'll talk about that later, I'm sure, with the, the case studies. 
um, carbohydrate testing, so gut training and uh, looking at how much an athlete can take on board. Again, we'll, we'll go over that with the, the athletes that we're discussing. And uh, then also uh, in terms of other parameters, so health parameters, looking at blood tests, uh, we we work with Inside Tracker, and I know you guys and then the team at Purple Patch and the other athletes are familiar with Inside Tracker. I love them. Um, I think it makes viewing blood test results very very simple and easy to go through with athletes. And even without me going through, they can suddenly see the aha moment. Oh shit, I'm uh, I'm deficient in iron. Maybe I need to do something mm-hmm. about that. And I think that's what's really cool. So, and just to put a caveat on that as well it's not a blood type diet nothing we do relates to blood type diets we all know they've uh sort of a little bit of uh magic about those and and not so much science it it's looking at health parameters related to specific blood tests and looking at the markers in those and how they relate to health to an athlete yeah and i the, the one thing i would just add to that with inside tracker and the markers is uh, and, and I don't want to go too down of a rabbit hole here, but ultimately the information that we glean from something like uh, Inside Tracker, the it, it can provide measurable revol- results, not just from nutrition, but also habit change, training plan change, et cetera. So it's, it's, it's a really sort of good profile of where the athlete is at metabolic health-wise, inflammation-wise, which is obviously very, very helpful. Um, and And... The, the one other thing I want to ask about the the program, which is really appealing, I know for the purple patch athlete family, is you also have different levels of engagement. Yeah, so you, you of the the athletes that we are going to talk about today all work individually with me. They also work individually with you. And you're one world class nutritionist yourself, but it does have different levels of engagement, uh, different levels of accessibility in some ways with the program. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think what we realized is the one-to-one doesn't work for everyone. Um, you know, I, it, it's just, it's probably too expensive for a lot of people. Uh, that comes in at around $500 a month. And I, I fully appreciate it's not for everyone. It, it's for maybe those people that can either afford it or a little bit more serious. And so that's what we call the one-to-one program. We then have what we call a co-pilot, and that's more around team coaching on a weekly basis. Um, and again, that comes in around $200 a month. And then we have the autopilot, which is the one that I think has been really uh, popular with a lot more of the athletes because it gives them the same plan. Everyone gets you know, the full customized nutrition plan that mirrors the triathlon training program that the coach is setting out. It provides you with the pre and the intro and the post-fueling strategies uh, for the day, the week, the month. It gives you the hydration uh, and carbohydrate or the gut training protocols that we go through. Um, and all the educational materials, the, the recipes and so on, and that's $100 a month. And for a lot of people, that's a lot more palatable. When you think of you go and see potentially a nutritionist on a one-off, and that, that could cost $350, $400 just for a one-off session where you may end up with, you know, a program that, uh, you know, is what it is at that point in time. So, you know, we, we positioned it at that. Uh, and, you know, from the, the current 70-odd, 80-odd athletes that are, are beta testing and using it, it's, uh, it's been really, really positive. And I think just, just on that point, you know, the three issues we really aim to solve for the triathlete is 
energy management, you know, for training, racing, and just general day-to-day. We aim to solve their hydration issues because it's something that just keeps coming up with triathletes. You know, how much to consume, uh, what their rate of sweat is, how much sodium they should be taking in. And then finally, really, the other main thing that comes up with majority of triathletes is, you know, gut training. You just hear about it so often, whether it be in training or in racing, something happens with that athlete whereby, which is related to the gut, and it just results in a disaster of a race despite all the training that's been put in. So we aim to fix those three issues to keep it really, really simple. We do this repeatedly and we do it consistently to get the results. And something you bang on about all the time, which I'm sure your uh, listeners will, it's like, keep it simple, stupid. You know, use the kiss, sim- use the kiss principle. Let's just do things simple. Let's not confuse people. And, and let's just do it over and over again until the message gets drummed into you and you start to realize as an athlete, oh, okay, that's what I need in order to succeed. Yeah, you know, it's it's so funny when you, you talk to the highest performing experts in fields and you think about hydration and Andy Blow and yourself with nutrition, my, my methodology with, uh, with coaching and everything, and all of us are on this this quest to simplify really complex things or, or certainly things that are too easy to get complicated about. And, uh, and I, I think it's, I'm, I'm so excited about our partnership here because it ties together so organically, pardon the pun, but also we sort of come from a runway where we've been working with each other now for a long, long time. We've known each other for a long time. We've gone through this, almost teething period of working with athletes. And then the CEO of, a com- of the company has been a purple patch athlete for a long, long time. And so the, the way of thinking is so synergistic that I think it's just really powerful for, 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 for athletes well beyond purple patch, I should point out. But, uh, but obviously, selfishly, I should point out, uh, very excited for the purple patch athletes themselves. But, um, but today, what we want to do is we want to talk about case studies. And uh, we've got one particular one to kick us off on this quest over the coming weeks. And you and I can be quite chatty, but we're going to try and keep this as succinct as we can and and truly do a deep dive into an individual athlete and outline the different ways in which you, in partnership with myself or a coach, in, in today's case study, it's obviously me, you support the athlete. And so, you know, the, the obvious ones is... Um, you know, fueling plan, hydration plan, daily nutrition, health markers, we talked about inside tracker. But as you will find out over the coming weeks, listeners, we also dive into heat adaptation and readiness and gut training and other components like that. So today, what I want to do, Scotty, is I want to discuss one of my favorite athletes that I coach, Anya. And Anne is a very busy executive She's Bay Area based here in San Francisco, and I would label her as a very committed triathlete, but at the same time, juggling a very, very busy life in which she is goal-driven, ambitious, and uh, and has a really sort of adventurous spirit, racing Ironman races, half Ironman races, swimming races, et cetera, et cetera. But I think from my standpoint, as a as a coach, the reason that I label Anne as one of my favorites, and don't 
tell anyone else that. But uh, the reason that I label her one of my favorites is she's really in it for the long haul because this isn't just about finishing an Ironman race and putting the pennant up on the wall or wearing the T-shirt. It goes well beyond race goals for her. It's around longevity, health, life performance, bringing it into being a great executive, a powerful, strong woman and well beyond. And um, and so what, uh, what I want to do, Scotty, is uh, coaching Anne now for, for a couple of years. You, you came in about a year ago. I think it was about a year ago. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that. But as you came in, what were your some of your observations around Anne, some of her challenges around health, nutrition, or anything else that you thought were important? Uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll second what you're saying there, Maddie. Anne, Anne's such a fantastic woman. And I think yeah, given her, uh, her day-to-day, I'm always amazed at how much energy she's got. And thankfully, we've improved the energy. Uh, which has been great and seen progress along the way. I think with Anne, look, honestly, it wasn't so much what she was doing wrong. It was more about me gaining an understanding of what she needed to know rather than me sort of telling her what to do. And so there was a lot of that. There was, you know, obviously she's a one-to-one and, you know, we, we spent time talking about what it was that she needed. And I think talking to her, you you suddenly realise, and it's not something that is where Anne was alone, you know, underfueling was was certainly something that I think was uh, a common theme with her. Certainly, if we're talking about the underfueling, I think under protein. Uh, you know, very typical of her gender and age group, uh, where she was just consuming minimal amounts of protein, which clearly was going to have an impact on supporting her training um, program and race program, and then just the general health parameters. I think there was. Not necessarily, it's not a, a fault on her part because I don't think it, it's very well known, but I think a female 50, you know, what markers were sitting underneath that maybe were contributing to her not having the energy that she needed on a day-to-day basis, not just to be a triathlete, but also, a, a, you know, an executive and really function at a highest level. So that's sort of what we got to. Yeah, I mean, that's an important profile she's basically in perimenopause and uh beyond so her body is going through change and hormonal change a whole bunch of other changes Uh, i'll add as well i i rarely meet athletes who appreciate quite how many calories at the right time they need to support the amount of training that they are doing and so this is a, a very common problem but uh but in addition to that, I, I do want to hone in really quickly on protein because the endurance athlete, uh, immediately associated with the endurance athlete is carbohydrate. But <clears throat> over the coming years, protein has taken a stronger and stronger profile for the endurance athlete. Would that be an accurate statement? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? it it's what macronutrient begets flavor of the month, really. And <laughs> In any sport, uh, you know, once upon a time it was carbohydrates and, you know, it was the be-all, end-all, and then it became fat. Everyone was talking about fat and ketogenics and things like that, ketogenic diets, and now protein is suddenly in in the mix. And I think to that point, Maddie, like it, it's not one that's going to fix the problem. And I, I think that comes down to education, isn't it? It's like, you know, t- let's be honest, the fuel and program 
focuses a big, big time on carbohydrate availability and periodization of carbohydrates for when it's needed. Fat, yeah, it's important. I just don't think it's like the be-all, end-all for an endurance athlete um, who wants to perform at their absolute best. And then protein, it's needed, but you're certainly not going to rely on protein to suddenly make you a, a world-class triathlon, a triathlete. But it's going to be very important to support the training needs and also the recovery needs uh, for what is going on in that day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month sort of training plan. And, and in Anne's case, in Anne's case, yeah, she wasn't taking in enough protein, A, based on her training program, but then based on her age. And then thirdly, based on maybe, you know, where she was from a hormonal standpoint. So I think there was three elements there. And yeah, so, so I guess if you recognize with Anne three main tenants or, or challenges under fueling, not enough protein and some general health parameters that needed fixing. What was the, what was the approach? How did you go about, what was the intervention in a way? Uh, it wasn't really anything crazy. <laughs> uh, I certainly didn't apply like some wacko diet to her and say, right, you got to do this on this time. You got to eat at these hours and you got to do that. It was, it was about building consistency and repeatability into her daily life. So it was about getting her firstly, to recognize when she needed carbohydrates and how carbohydrates could ultimately improve her training performance, which would ultimately improve her race performance. So getting her to recognize when she should eat something before a training session, when it wasn't required before a training session, certainly in terms of post uh, session recovery fueling and making sure that that was optimal to allow her to function for the rest of the day that's talking about carbohydrates in terms of protein just simply getting her to eat more protein we set obviously an amount that she needed to work towards on a daily basis it wasn't anything crazy it's around double her body weight in kilograms or her weight in pounds is roughly where we were aiming for and it wasn't any particular proteins uh you know for her it, it was, you know, focusing on quality whole food type proteins first and foremost. And then when she couldn't hit that, we would supplement with a protein powder um, in order for her to hit her daily allowance. But again, the big focus was on whole foods and exploring new foods. And I think that was a, a really wonderful thing to work with Anne of getting her to actually try new foods and explore foods that actually helped her not just from, again, a performance standpoint, but from a health standpoint. And, you know, getting her to eat small oily fish, uh, more eggs, uh, looking at oats, uh, which is going to have an effect on things like blood glucose, um, you know, cholesterol profiles, things like that. So I think that was really, really enjoyable to see her progress as probably more a human being and exploring food and what nutrition is really about. It's it's not necessarily just numbers um, and set diets. It's about exploring foods for what what value they can give to you. Give me a, a little bit of a deep dive into oats and, and oatmeal. So uh, what, what, what's the benefit of that for an athlete? And is there any difference between a female and a male athlete when it comes to that? Uh, well, I think oatmeal uh, or rolled oats, as I'll term them, um, 
they've been certainly shown to be very beneficial in terms of um, uh, blood sugar control, even though they are a carbohydrate. Uh, so in terms of improving blood glucose uh, and improving insulin sensitivity, there is evidence around oats um, improving that. From a HDL cholesterol standpoint, oatmeal and uh, the addition of flax um, has been shown to improve HDL cholesterol um, when taken on a, on a regular basis. So usually for, for most athletes, I'll recommend oats on a, a sort of at least a three times a week, especially if their blood markers aren't favorable from a cholesterol standpoint. And t- keep in mind, cholesterol can be related to genetics, so it doesn't always fix. But uh, what I have found is that, you know, when athletes are taking in um, oats, that they tend to improve their lipid profile. Um, anyway, in terms of gender differences, uh, I couldn't honestly tell you if, if eating oats for a female changes things compared to a male. I think the wonderful thing about oats and every athlete that I've ever worked with and, uh, you know, directly or indirectly through the fuel and program, they will tell you my love for overnight oats. And I think the love of overnight oats is simply because it's so bloody simple. I mean, you you get a mason jar or any jar, you put in your 40 or 40 to 60 grams of oats, depending on your body size, one to two scoops of protein, some nuts, you know, some Brunazil nuts, if we're talking about, you know, helping... Uh, selenium levels for a, for a female, uh, which, you know, whether you're premenopausal, perimenopausal, postmenopausal, some Brazil nuts for selenium is going to be advantageous. Um, chia seeds for fiber. I mean, bang for uh, buck, <laughs> your bang for buck, uh, bang, for your buck. bang for your buck in terms of fiber. Chia seeds, you can't go past. I mean, they just bump up the fiber content considerably. That's going to have health impact on the gut microbiome um, and fueling that. And that's obviously another topic we can talk about. You know, you mix with water, depending on water or or your favorite milk, depending on what your goals are from a body composition standpoint and total caloric intake, you shake it up. It takes you less than two minutes to prepare. You wake up in the morning and you've got perfect breakfast. And it's, it's just such a great meal from a ease of standpoint but also from a a health perspective and a fueling perspective to make on a regular basis and you know changing the flavor of that it's so easy you can have chocolate overnight oats you can have vanilla banana and honey salted caramel i mean i'm just naming all the flavors of true protein there but you know whatever protein powder you're using you can you can change you can add in some fruit you can add in blueberries raspberries yeah, whatever it is you want. And you can change the caloric intake of that as well just through adding in, say, a nut butter, you know, some almond butter, some peanut butter. That obviously is going to bunch up total calories by putting in some fat. But, hey, if you need it, go for it. Um, um, so. and, and how about for um, – it, it is, I mean, I, I lose count of how many of our athletes just utilize that and that's the way to do it and they have it, you know, before their workouts, post-workout. Absolutely yeah. love it. What, what about for you mentioned the Brazil nuts and uh, it was, was there any other considerations of the intervention with Anne? It sounds like drug rehab. So <laughs> apologize, Anne. I don't mean it like that. But um, you know how you helped Anne with her going through the body changes, the hormonal changes with perimenopause. Um, anything else around the diet that um, that you had considerations on? Look, I, I think uh, in terms of hormonal control and how she was feeling on a day-to-day basis, 
we didn't get too much into sort of the micronutrients and things like that. Yes, okay, things like uh, Brazil nuts and, and taking in adequate amounts of fat certainly can have an impact on the hormonal profile. But my feeling on this and, and you know, and, and can probably come back with some commentary, but I think just getting her fueling needs under control and improving actually the energy availability had the biggest impact on her. And, and you know, I don't think she's alone with that, it, whether you're premenopausal, uh, perimenopausal, postmenopausal, again, I think your energy intake is going to have a significant impact on the hormonal profile and how that individual is feeling. And I don't think it even has to be, you know, premenopausal and whatnot. I think you can look at a study that just came out the other day and it was talking about uh, REDS, which is the relative energy deficit syndrome or used to be the female um, athlete triad uh, mm -hmm. with amnuria and uh, period issues and things like that. And, you know, a meal of, I think they, they reported like a meal of only around 300 calories difference per day around training actually resulted in the female getting a normal period and normal menstrual cycle back. And so it is crazy when people, I hear about people starving themselves because they're trying to improve body composition by training their ass off, but they're not fueling themselves appropriately. And in, inadvertently, they're reducing the ability to actually perform in that training session. So therefore, total caloric burn drops, and then they've got no energy for the rest of the day. So they sit on a couch or they can't move. So their daily activity drops, and it all, it all just spirals. And, and that's going to have an impact on bone health and, as you said, hormonal health and all, all those things. So, you know, if we bring it back to Anne, I think what we found is by improving just her daily fueling, her ultimately, yes, getting the carbohydrate intake correct, her protein intake certainly much better, and balancing out the amount of fat she had through whole foods first and foremost and then some supplementation, I think it just improved her as a person, which allowed her then to train better, to perform better on a daily basis. Well, it's funny because the way that I was going to wrap it up from my side is my observed objective and subjective, I should point out, but my observed benefit, because with any of this stuff, if you want to say that, if with any of this stuff, there is, there is not an individual thing that can create performance in an athlete. In other words, there's no good me building out the world's best training program if an athlete's sleep is terrible or their diet is terrible on the flip side you'll be going upstream if you have a wonderful nutrition program but i'm just piling on 40 hours a week to a busy executive you know everything something will break and i think that we managed to get the recipe pretty good from the training she's always been very good with recovery uh, across all levels including sleep and this component added in where really in, in very simple terms, very simple intervention in many ways, not to simplify your work because that by no means am I doing that, but it, you know, to sort of borrow your words, really simple interventions around fueling a little bit of supplementation and, uh, and carbohydrates under control of protein. Here's what, here's what I saw. I saw something that I rarely see improved body composition with a female athlete heading from 40s to 50s 
really rare, increase energy, daily performance boost. Uh, and, and that was reported by Anne in her daily life, her ability to focus, etc. The best training laid down in a very stressful year that we've all gone through, the best training and objective performance increasing all the way through. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you have anything to add to the results, but but the the results were about, as you say, her as a human, and then objectively how she was performing in training, and uh, and and with her race readiness, it was just absolutely fantastic to see. Is is there any other results that you saw, either objectively or subjectively? No, look, I think you've hit everything and right on the head. Uh, you know, from a day-to-day perspective, she's just a, a different person. I know when I do catch up with her, when I get the limited chance to speak to her one-on-one, it's, you know, she's just reporting just a level of happiness now. And it's so pleasing to see. And it, it's not all about, you know, I guess the takeaways, it's not all about racing, is it? It's also about living and life. And, you know, it's been a pretty shitty year or year and a half for most people. And to see her bounce through that, even with the lack of racing, I think it's been really pleasing. And I think what she's really highlighted to me is it goes well beyond racing and training. It's about living. And uh, I think she's been a really great example for me and teaching me that it is actually, it's not just about how much carbs you can take in and how much fluid you're sweating and how to fix that. It's like, how can I actually help, you know, an individual or an athlete to become a better person in that sense and, and improve their health, which, you know, if I go back to mantras and things that I live by, it's like, you know, do no harm and health first is probably the second one. And, you know, she really, we, we managed as a team, I think, to hit that with her and it, it's super pleasing. And I think what's even more pleasing now is she's actually really getting into the performance side of stuff now and she's challenging herself with her carbohydrate intake and, you know, she's up well over 60 grams an hour and going, wow, I didn't realize I could do this. And now she's starting to put out some pretty impressive numbers uh, that she didn't think was possible. So I think whilst she's made significant leaps in terms of health, I think the the next step for her is really for her to realize her performance potential. And I think that's really exciting for you as a coach with her. I think she's, she's going to come on leaps and bounds now that she's sort of well beyond the fixing the health and now really focus on the performance aspect. Well, one of my mantras is performance is built on a platform of health. So it's wonderful <laughs> to hear you go that way because, uh, you know, whether, whether you're chasing a world championships or longevity of a fantastically healthy life, performance is built on a platform of health and that's what you dialed in first. So, so to finish today, I'm going to give you a quick hit and uh, you might say, I just said it all, but here are the quick hit. I, ju- I just want you for mature female athletes. What are the most common mistakes that you see working with mature female athletes? Underfueling because they're striving to improve body composition and trying to lose weight and not understanding that it's more about a change in body composition as opposed to the, the number on the scales. So that's probably it from... And we can just lump under fueling with protein, carbs, fats, okay? It's just on a daily basis. So that's probably that. I think nutrition tips for every female, um, especially in that age group, is I think tracking is important. 
to understand, at least for a period of time, to understand what does your day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, daily in, uh, nutrition intake look like? What are the splits of protein, fat, and carbohydrates? And is that actually on point with the number of hours that you're training, um, which is being put forward to you by your coach? And then probably lastly, I think for that age group, and actually for every age group, if you're an endurance athlete, please get some blood tests done. Um, it's so important just to actually just get a take on your health, I think, first and foremost. Like your doctor or your MD or RD, I think what you call them over there, call them GPs in Australia, um, get get a, a full blood count done, get a full biochemistry, um, you know, get your iron panel done in, in the full blood count, making sure they look at things like your total, total iron binding capacity, your serum iron, your serum ferritin, um, because then if you are low on those, you know, they can actually diagnose whether you're anemic and that's going to have a huge impact on you. Vitamin D, um, all those sorts of levels. So, yeah, they would be the three the three things to take away from it. Really, really helpful. Purple Patch listeners can get a uh, an easy route into Inside Tracker that takes care of all of that. So we will add that, of course, to the show notes, but super. Well, Scotty, that's case study number one. And uh, I'm, I'm enjoying these because it's always positive news. Didn't we do well? We give each other a big pat on the back. But uh, hopefully, guys, that was educational. Next week, next time, we are going to discuss a very busy executive who's been with me for more than a decade of coaching. But ironically, is busier than ever and is looking for an evolution in performance these high performers are always looking to improve so how do we get more out of a situation avoid a plateau while he's even more time starved and so we're going to go with the busy executive looking for increased performance next time scotty appreciate your time we will speak to you in a couple of weeks take care thanks maddie Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. And if you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if we share with your friends and really go the extra mile. Head over to Apple Podcasts or your favorite platform to follow, rate, and review the show. Your support and reviews go a long way to increasing our visibility and, of course, the exposure to time-starved people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive, just like me and you. Don't forget... You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Links to the episode resources and all of our programs can be found at purplepatchfitness.com. Thanks much for listening. Take care.